president of Let America Vote, Jason Kander. Jason is a husband, a father, a former Army captain who served in Afghanistan, Missouri's 39th Secretary of State. And Jason, I think, and I are on Twitter all the time, and I retweet uh, all of his stuff. It's more than a pleasure to have Jason Kander, president of Let America Vote, joining us this afternoon. Jason, good afternoon. Can I call you Jason, or do you prefer Mr. Kander? Please call me Jason. Great to be with you. Thanks so much, Leslie. Okay. Or Captain or Secretary of State. You have so many titles. <laughs> just just not late for dinner. There's a bad dad joke for you. <laughs> yes. Jason, Jason is fine. Um, by the way, I just want to tell folks a little bit about you. You were the first millennial in the country to be elected to statewide office. You started Let America Vote in February 2017, and you did it to fight back against proposals nationwide that make it harder for eligible voters to exercise their constitutional right to cast a ballot, whether it's extreme ID requirements, questionable purges of voter rolls, voter intimidation, new and extreme voter registration processes, or anything that makes voting harder. Let America Vote is going to be there to lead the way against it. Now, the DNC actually appointed Jason chairman of the Commission to Protect American Democracy from the Trump administration. And we need a lot of protection from this administration. And, <laughs> and this is specific to fight back against Republican efforts to make it harder to vote for eligible Americans across the country. Jason, um, we couldn't have you on at um, a better time because, you know, the president has a voter fraud commission, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there are so many lawsuits and so many complaints is it fair to say that when the president talks about Russia uh, being fake news and a hoax, could we say that voter fraud is fake news and a hoax? Uh, more so, uh, a hoax that has been put out there uh, that makes it easier state by state for people based on this um, th- this urban myth, if you will, voter fraud, uh, to uh, reduce the rights and the access for so many people nationwide to vote in this country. Well, voter suppression, by way of trying to convince people that voter fraud is rampant, is really not a policy disagreement between the parties. And maybe at one time it was, but but really it's a it's a political strategy by the Republicans to try and and unfairly win elections. Frankly, so you know, I, I was as you mentioned, I was the Secretary of State, the chief election official in Missouri for for four years, uh, ending in January of this year, and. And so I've seen, given that we had a GOP supermajority in the legislature, I've seen this voter suppression playbook up close and personal. And and there's about three steps to it. And and step one is you convince folks that there's widespread fraud when there is not. And then step two is you create obstacles to voting as a justification. You know, you use that step one as justification. And then step three is you create obstacles to the obstacles. And uh, that's what they're trying to do. And, And so when the president of the United States said, that there were three to five million illegal votes in the election, costing him the popular vote. I argue that that is the biggest lie that a sitting president has ever told. Uh, now, some people dispute that, but nobody ever claims that the biggest lie was told by some other president. Um, so it's definitely just a it's, it's it's an argument over which of the big lies he told is the biggest. But but the reason that he's doing that is so that he can pass laws around the country or help get them passed that are a lot like what they have, for instance, in Wisconsin that keep a lot of people who don't tend to vote Republican from voting. Uh, You know, there is, it would seem, almost to be a rush by this commission. Um, They have asked every state, and this is being led by Vice President Mike Pence and Kansas Secretary of State Chris Kobach. uh, They recently asked every state for an immense amount of sensitive voter information. One of the things that I love as an American is the anonymity when I vote. 
Um, and 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 I and I th- and I think that you know people like that. And, and of course, there are those people standing on a grassy knoll that take that to mean, oh, you know, that, you know, legal immigrants are voting. Living in Southern California with a huge amount of undocumented workers uh, in our community, I can tell you the last place they're going to show up is any government office, you know, when somebody's undocumented. And, And even though you don't have an ID, you are identified because you are identified, you, your name is, you're registered to vote, you have your name, and, you know, you have your, um, you know, your address. And, only one person with my name and address can cast that vote. Um, so, you know, it, again, it seems like there's such a rush to get this um, this data. And to me, even these efforts will keep people from voting. And we don't need that, especially in the midterms, especially midterm elections where Democrats don't show up as much as Republicans normally. Well, there's no question that the whole purpose of this commission is voter suppression. I actually refer to it as the Voter Suppression Committee to reelect the president, because that's the real purpose of it. Uh, statistically, you are more likely to be struck by lightning as an American than you are to commit voter impersonation fraud. Uh, but, you know, they don't really care about those facts. What they care about is, I mean, this it's no... No exaggeration to say that what this amounts to is an American president actively working to undermine faith in American democracy so that he can throw up obstacles to voting and get away with it. Um, That's what this is all about. I mean, this commission uh, that they've put together will do one of two things. It will either, you know, use a whole bunch of ridiculous anecdotal logic and just, you know, Uh, smoke and mirrors to try and create the impression that there is a widespread epidemic of voter fraud in the country, or it will do the same thing to create the impression that there is the potential for a widespread epidemic of voter fraud in the country. Either way, its purpose is to justify laws like they have in Wisconsin and other places that, that disenfranchise hundreds of thousands at a time of eligible, legal, uh, registered voters, it just happens to be the case. Well, it doesn't just happen. It's very much on purpose. It's the case that the people who have the hardest time complying with those laws, well, they tend to be people who fit the categories of folks who don't vote Republican. They tend to be uh, disabled or uh, low income or minorities and, and, and some other uh, some other categories that but don't vote Republican. And so rather than try to win those folks over with policies that might actually improve their lives or, or recognize their needs, uh, they don't do that. They just decide they'll just eliminate them from the pool of people who can vote. When, when we look at these efforts and the, uh, you know, and the um, amount of money, you know, I, I don't understand why aren't we spending this amount of money um, to protect uh, the rights of voters who are uh, disenfranchised. And, and let's talk about those specifically who are disenfranchised. When you just look at, uh, you know, the data and you look at the demographics and you look at the geographics, specifically uh, lower income, um, which in some areas uh, might be more Hispanic population, who tend to vote Democrat, uh, African-American overwhelmingly uh, suppressed in, in some of these states, uh, you know, just a you know, huge area of uh, African-American populations within, you know, some of these states, um, especially some of these red states uh, in, in the South. Um, African-Americans overwhelmingly uh, vote Democratic. Um, and then, of course, you, you, you know, you have people out there who are homeless. You have uh, senior citizens. Some of those homeless people are vets who fought for our right. Uh, and our freedoms that we maintain uh, to this day uh, to vote. Um, There's no coincidence at the uh, 
that the these groups that are being disenfranchised are the ones being targeted by Republicans, correct? Oh, that's absolutely right. I mean, it's it's a it's a political strategy they've been pursuing for a while. Uh, sort of a, a recent example that I think really illustrates it is uh, last year what Alabama Republicans were trying to do that thankfully the Obama administration stepped in and, and, and put a stop to, uh, but that wouldn't happen now. And what they were doing was they passed a photo ID law saying that you had to have one very specific form of uh, state-issued identification that's issued at the DMV in order to be able to cast your ballot. Well, then what they did was they closed down the DMVs in the heavily African-American parts of Alabama. Um, so that that identification was then a whole lot harder to get if you were an African-American living in, in Alabama. Uh, and the, the Obama administration stepped in and, and put a stop to it. But what's very different now, and this is why I started Let America Vote, is that you have Jeff Sessions in charge of the Department of Justice, and he's literally having the DOJ switch sides in these cases, from being on the sides of voters to being on the side of, of the state governments that want to suppress the vote. And that's a huge factor. And then on top of that, you have President Trump appointing the judges. So what that means is, is that a lot often we have been, we being people who favor voting rights, have been successful in the past in pushing back and stopping these kind of laws because we've won cases in court. Well, now we no longer have the luxury of relying exclusively on the legal argument. It's still really important, and a lot of really important groups are still are still bringing legal challenges, and, and a lot of them are having success. But now it becomes very urgent that we also have a political argument against voter suppression. So that's what Let America Vote is. I started it in February. People can go to letamericavote.org to, uh, to sign up and be a part of it. We are creating political consequences for politicians who make it harder to vote. And so far, we've raised about $2 million, and we have uh, over 50,000 folks signed up nationwide to volunteer. And we are actively, we have people on the ground um, who are working against uh, Republican politicians who are pushing voter suppression policies. There are so many lawsuits. The ACLU has filed one against the Pence-Kobach Commission. Um, they argue that the task force is also violating the Federal Advisory Committee Act, the FACA. You look at some of the things they're asking for. Obviously, a lot of the data you know, is private data, right, like Social Security number, that kind of thing. But there's also some telltale signs of what their true intentions are. For instance, they want to know the political party of everybody in the country and how they're registered. There's no – I've yet to see anybody involved with the commission even attempt to give a, a justification for why, in addition to all this other data, they also need to know folks' political parties. So from the outside, what it sure looks like is it looks like they're putting together a database to try and figure out who people voted for. And, uh, you know, I think a big point of that is to figure out who they want to push off the voter rolls. And, and that's something that Democrats and Republicans and independents and, and everybody else should be outraged by. Uh, because, you know, one of the things that I know the FACA requires a committee's membership is to be fairly balanced in terms of the points mm -hmm. of view presented, represented. Uh, and, and quite frankly, that's disturbing to me that, you know, they're 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 looking at, you know, which party an individual has their allegiance to or where their ideology lies, especially when we're seeing more and more, um, you know, people that are coming uh, into age to vote, you know, who are turning 18, at least here in, in California. And I think we're seeing this trend with millennials they're they're not joining a party. They're independents. They just want to join the party to vote. Well, not only that, the other thing that is becoming more and more common uh, with millennials is that um, they're a lot less likely to necessarily need a driver's license. You know, uh, I mean, a, a lot of them 
um, are choosing to, you know, use other means of transportation um, and not by cars. Uh, and so as a result, if you are pushing a law that, that basically says it's really hard to vote if you don't have a driver's license, you're not just disenfranchising uh, folks demographically, you're also potentially disenfranchising folks uh, generationally, which is very possibly purposeful given the fact that the millennial generation is overwhelmingly uh, not particularly conservative. And, and as to the point about the commission being balanced in terms of point of view, I think it's, it's an important point. Secretary Kobach, who I have some familiarity with, who is the Secretary of State in Kansas and is essentially running this commission. When President Obama put together a truly bipartisan task force to look at how to improve elections and the way they're run in this country, uh, it was right it was right around the time that I became uh, Secretary of State of Missouri. And I went to the Secretary of State's conference in Washington, and Secretary Kobach was there. And he was actively trying to get the National Association of Secretaries of State to uh, put out a joint Republican and Democratic statement saying that the president's uh, efforts, uh, President Obama's efforts with regard to elections were completely out of line. He wanted everybody to say that the federal government has no role here, that it was overreach, and that a commission like that and an effort like that just shouldn't exist. Well, now that there's a Republican president, Secretary Kobach apparently has a different point of view and is chairing a commission, except the purpose of it is not to improve the election experience. The purpose of it is to make it so fewer people can vote. And so I think that pretty well demonstrates um, just how ridiculous this whole charade really is. Um, in your position and having created this great organization, Let America Vote, and guys, got to check out the sites, letamericavote.org and democrats.org, and on Twitter, follow Jason at Jason Kander, J-S-O-N-K-A-N-D-E-R, and also uh, follow Let America Vote at Let America Vote, and of course, the DNC at DNC, all caps. Uh, Jason, what has been the response? Um, because I would imagine it's not just Democrats that are outraged about this and not just Democrats that want America to vote. I mean, there there are people who, you know, risk their lives in other countries like Afghanistan or Iran, for example, uh, to vote. Uh, there, there are countries where there are individuals like women in Saudi Arabia who, you know, achieved their right to vote uh, to a certain degree in certain elections. It, it's, it, it's amazing in 2017 you would think a progressive Western world leading uh, the world uh, supposedly in freedom and in, in rights, um, you know, that there would be more outrage or is there more outrage and we're just not hearing about it as much. It doesn't always make the front page because maybe it's not as sexy to some. Well, I think particularly with this uh, massive data grab that you've seen from the Kobach, I don't know what to call it, Trump Pence Kobach commission, the voter suppression committee, uh, you know, you've seen bipartisan outrage about that. And, uh, and in particular, you know, I have a lot of conversations with folks of, of all political stripes around the country about this issue. And you're right that traditionally voting rights uh, has not been a front burner issue like, say, wages or, um, you know, that sort of thing. But when you talk to people about it, it's important to remember that while it's Republican politicians who are pushing this because there's a direct advantage to them in it electorally, the average Republican voter, certainly the average independent voter, but also the average Republican voter, doesn't agree with them on this once it's you know explained to them because you know they may they may you know have Republican views on a lot of different things, but there's nothing Republican or Democratic about whether you should have a right to vote. Like the average voter looks at this and says. 
boy, even if this helps my party win elections, I'm not comfortable with any party changing the rules in order to make it more likely to win the election. And, you know, that's why when you see Republicans who are in favor of this, overwhelmingly they are Republican elected officials who have something to gain by it. It's, it's really not something that has some groundswell of support from the average Republican voter. We loved having you on, Jason. I'm sure we'll talk to you again. Jason Kander, folks, once again, follow him on Twitter at Jason Kander. Follow Let America Vote at Let America Vote and the DNC at DNC. The websites are LetAmericaVote.org and Democrats.org. Once again, Jason Kander, president of Let America Vote, husband, father, former Army captain. He served in Afghanistan, and he was Missouri's 39th Secretary of State.